Yeah, I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Check one, two. Hold on. Are we, are, we, are, we, are we able to talk about the lawsuit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, we, we can got talk it about marked in the description. <laughs> I like uh, it. Ah, there's Lachlan Cross, who evades every single rule and regulation about podcasting and broadcasting, yet somehow has had this incredibly illustrious career walking over posts, talking over music, doesn't know how to turn shit on. God, it is good to see you today, buddy. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for having me. Love your shirt. Been sued lately? Yeah. Yeah, today we'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Sued last week, resued again yesterday because the lawsuit that it was Canada Proud an official agent of the Conservative Party of Canada. Uh, now, hold I'll, on. Is that hang part on, of the reason me, why you're being sued? Because you're saying finish. things like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me finish. I'll get to that coming up in a minute. Do we, we know these, are on. these facts? Stop talking for one second, for fuck's sakes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we may have we may have pinpointed a reason How why you're sued all How have you been so successful in radio without having I don't know what it is. Listen. No it's one incredible. gets it. Yeah, no, I don't either. Um, <laughs> Consultants. Yeah, they don't get it. Your podcast partner still in amazement that you're employed. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that lawsuit uh, conversation. Canada Proud, the official uh, agent of the Conservative Party of Canada, United Conservative Party in Alberta, Pro- Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, conservative guys, uh, sued us for two hundred grand on Monday. Filed the lawsuit, got the name of the company wrong, so they had to refile. So I just got that. I got I got that hot envelope in my hands last night. So we'll get to that uh, coming up a little later on in the show. Yeah. But uh, as you can tell by my face, really concerned. Well, the thing. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin got the McRib today. Kevin's doing his part to bring to bring this Canadian, this government together, this country together. Yeah, we got it. We got some real Canadian issues to talk about today, too. Not only do we have lawsuits to get to we've got a kangaroo that was on loose for a couple of fucking minutes i did see that they they tracked him down eh? Uh, yeah yeah Uh, cbc's firing like everybody spotify's firing everybody we got some canadian content today on the program so yeah 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 but to your point and i want to get to mike lindell losing his ass to the my pillow guy real sad story for you because you love the pillow um but to your point you've been really trying to bring alberta and and ontario together and Mm -hmm. it might be working over over a loose meat sandwich it it is it's working i have had i believe numerous tweets from people that have been listening to the show and thanks to this podcast we have a rather um aggressive following in ontario there was a conversation in one of our one of our uh jock meetings uh uh, like a week week and a half ago Mm -hmm. and um somebody was like because they were showing the hot spots of the of uh, listeners, mm-hmm. the streamings of of crews, and yeah. somebody goes, and for some reason, we have a bunch of people listening in Toronto, and there was like a lot of quiet. Everyone's like, "What?" And I'm sitting there looking. Your, I didn't say anything, but I'm. Did like, you? You didn't. You didn't credit me for it. You didn't credit us. You it wasn't. You the just right- said, "Hey, listen, we're huge in, around the world. We just happen to really." caught fire in ontario for it wasn't necessarily the right time for me to step in and (laughs) give me credit (laughs) it wasn't the right podcast credit but no we do uh, uh, dean and i do credit you um not in staff meetings but i do credit you (laughs) and this podcast for a following 
outside of Ontario or outside of Alberta and yeah. primarily in Ontario. But I also think it has a lot to do with the fact that there really is, there's some awful radio in this country. So people are seeking shows like mine. And I know that sounds oh, yeah. egotistical, but they are seeking something that's a little bit fun, a little bit different because they might not be getting that, you know, they're getting, well, I can tell you they're not getting it here. Celebrity birthdays. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about the world's biggest sandwich. Hey, you know what that crazy girl Kim Kardashian did today? Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we're streaming the top five streaming, the Spotify rap, everybody. We're going to go through your Spotify year rap. We're going to have a great time talking about what you listen to. Hey, I will say we did ours. You did your Spotify rap? You dude, you good thing you got it in because uh, did you hear the news today? I did Firing, hear something about Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. This is crazy. It's kind of a crazy story. Well, it's crazy and it's not. Like it's one of those stories where you're like, oh yeah, just follow the yellow brick road. I totally understand why everybody's always getting fired. Um, but between Spotify and CBC, they're going to lose approximately 21, 2200 employees over the next little bit. CBC announced they're going to unload 600 to 700 employees expected to lay off in the country. Quebec gets 300. So much for a Merry Christmas. Uh, and hot on the back of CBC. This is hilarious. This is why I put this this on the uh, screen. By the way, everybody, if you're listening to this on a uh, podcast host like Google, Apple, Spotify, you can actually watch this with us. YouTube, Dean Blundell Show on YouTube uh, or Cryer Media on YouTube, our parent company. Um, uh, this, you know, a blogger puts out how many 17. how many people are going to get fired Monday. A virtual <laughs> meeting uh, with Catherine Tate at CBC. They're going to unload 600 to 700 employees from Canada's Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, and then CBC News, right underneath that, puts out a tweet that says Spotify says it's going to lay off 1,500 employees, 17 percent of its of its workforce. Streaming giant lets 600 of its staff go in January, 200 more in June, and now they're going to gas 1,500. Pardon my French. They're going to fire 1,500. Very sensitive topic, and I didn't mean anything by the gassing comment at all. But I do want to point this out. Tis the season. This is usually when it happens, right? Everybody gets fired. Yeah. Uh, Spotify has 9,000 employees as of today. Uh, they're going to unload another 15, so they'll be down to, if I'm doing the math correctly, 7,500 people. So so if you take a look at that um, from, from like a starting point, wow, that's a lot of people. But I think there's been a lot of mismanagement in some of these companies, right? They take off, they explode. Yeah, they're doing really, 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 really well, and they kind of they don't really adjust to the to the changing markets. Mm -mm. And I think that's what Spotify is going through. The CBC thing. Are you sure? Like that yeah. does not make sense because that is a corporation that is propped up by the Canadian government. Yeah. And so I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, are Catherine you? Okay. Tate, yeah. Who's the CEO? Apparently a nice lady knows what she's doing. Smooth operator. She's apparently a good person too. Smooth from what I understand. Operator. Smooth operator. One of the little shot of all time. I um, love shot. I um, do. But apparently she's a sharp cookie and CBC is in the same mess that everybody else is in. AI is big. Consolidation is big. Yeah, uh, they're getting rid of 300 employees in Quebec, which is half of the people that they're going to fire. And that Quebec is going to rage about the whole thing. But, man, it is just not a great time to be in traditional media. And it is also not a great time to be with one of these startups like it isn't a startup. And I know Spotify is not a startup. I know Twitter is not a startup. 
Uh, but Twitter had 10,000 employees. They got 1,500. Spotify had something like 12,000 employees. They're going to be down to 7,500. CBC had 7,900 employees as of this year. Probably in terms of getting rid of positions, firing people, they're going to be down to close to 7,000. Um, and, the thing and, and with the CBC. shedding of jobs is, they is, have never uh, gone is a through very this. human thing. What do you mean in terms They've of downsizing? CBC has never had to deal with the consolidation of the traditional media landscape that's been going on for 20 years they've never done it they never have um uh, they've they made a couple years ago they did it last year but not to this extent to your no, point yes they yeah, haven't done it like they this. haven't done it like this no i mean i and i heard a rumor and it might just be a rumor that there was they were still paying somebody a six-figure salary to to file records right like that like to CBC. take inventory of the vinyl in the basement of the cbc yes. building that kind of thing huh? yes. hey, an archivist dude person's an archivist like a museum down Probably same thing. When's the last time you pulled a CD out or a, like everything? I don't even have one in the house. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. Have a CD so in that's my point. Uh, they're they're a little bit behind the times, so they might just be catching up. I, can I just? We don't need to dwell on this very long because it's okay. a it's a it's a kind of a sad story. But so people get fired. You mean our business has been very segmented like that's yeah. that's what's happening right and yeah. and everyone is trying to come up with solutions to try to fix the revenue issues right um and i think there's going to be a settling there, there's going to be sort of a settling of of i, I you keep sluicing if you will there's going to be a sifting through the new tech and yeah absolutely a transitionary thing yeah i, I totally and that's, agree that's that's what we're in we're in a difficult phase and unfortunately sure. when you start dealing with the losses mm -hmm. and you start making the types of decisions you're making I, i'm talking about traditional media you you don't you're, you're not helping it you're making it worse and i think a lot of what we're going through right now is i don't think the industry has reacted the way they should have to the downturn in the money they're trying to fix revenue problems with programming solutions which doesn't work right and now the other thing that you have is you've this has been going on for years, uh -huh. so there isn't this talent pool, which is kind. But I do have a, I have an opinion on that as well. Well, because There's, you're talking about radio specifically, but you know this applies across the board to traditional media. There's no talent pool for radio, no talent pool for TV, no talent pool for journalism. Broadcast as a whole, are, yeah, yeah, people are afraid to get into these contracting industries because they know there's no really very little future, and the pool is shrunk to the point where like salaries and jobs that they used to exist that used to make the kind of money that I used to make or others in the business used to make kind of don't exist anymore. So the upside yeah. isn't there. So people are pivoting away, right? To your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the talent yeah, pool so, is and then, shrinking. So you don't have any, you don't have any training ground. You don't have any like overnight shows in Lloyd Minster that, that kids can get their beaks wet with. And then you've got this, this growing podcast industry that's getting more and more organized in Canada Companies like Cryer Media are starting to rally the troops and and concentrate more on the business side of podcasting, and they're making a go of it. They're segmenting the dollars that are available to the broadcast world, companies like yours, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's becoming harder and harder. It's becoming more and more difficult 
um, to, 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 to dredge up those dollars to keep people employed. So then you start looking for more solutions to save dollars. And it, 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 it's, it's just a, it's a cycle. The thing that I think is going to be interesting is that when it all levels out and we hit that rock bottom, which I'm hoping is soon, that we bounce back and that people start to realize that this that podcasting becomes more organized. It becomes a opportunity to train people, right? Kids start getting their chops doing this instead right. of doing the Yeah. yeah. So then that talent, then there's that talent out there. And then it just, it'll build again, I think. Right. I, I hope so. I, I think, you know, when it comes to contraction in media, as opposed to contraction in, in the digital space, like we've seen like vice file for bankruptcy this last year, Spotify's getting rid of people, uh, Twitter. I mean, Elon Musk is his own issue there. Right. But I mean, they got nobody He's left. They got nobody do. Yeah. Big time. Um, and every industry is going through it because of and and listen everybody said this we blew the ai horn for a long time uh, be careful what you ask for be careful about these the software pro be careful because dude they they have radio stations that are literally being run by artificial intelligence across the board from traffic to copywriting to voiceovers to shifts mm-hmm. to day parts to prep all ai it's all artificial intelligence and so you know, when you don't telegraph that stuff and you ignore the Internet and you ignore on-demand content and you keep on shoving square pegs in round holes, this is unfortunately what happens. It's just that nobody's really diversified to that point. Is it specifically in radio broadcasting? And I happen to know that because we do work for a lot of these companies now. By the way, this isn't the only thing I do. So, you know, it's it, we get a nice look inside or you pop the hood on radio companies that are very good companies, good people who understand that there needs to be more revenue, but their real issues are not necessarily just the revenue and the inventory, their behaviors, people's behaviors and saying, Hey, we didn't pay attention to these behaviors. We tried to get people to continue their morning drive, listen, afternoon drive, listen. And then we tried to force people into a silo of music, right? A format, which is what radio does. They say, okay, we're a country station. We're a rock station. We're an easy listening station. We're a jazz station. We're a religious, station, whatever, whatever the situation is. And those times are over, man. I mean, people are attracted to content. People are attracted to the things they want to learn and the things they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are a bunch of reasons and you can apply that to television. You can apply that to print. You can apply it to everything. It's just a real shame when you see it because yeah. there are a bunch of people who are going to be out of work this Christmas that work for the CBC. And, you know, you remember when we were in traditional media? Well, when I was, you're, you're still in it. There was this, this running joke. It's like, hey, if you can get a job at the CBC, you're going to make quadruple what everybody makes for doing the same thing. And you're going to have a job for life in the best benefits package in the world. Right. That was it. Well, as you as you pointed out, it's now coming for government jobs. It's now coming for people in that industry. And when the CBC who lives off the government dole, something that bothers me, it has for a long time. But I understand it when it comes to accessibility to news and information across Canada, because nobody wants to pay for a diminishing asset other than the government to keep Canadians informed. That's what the CBC was and what it is. When anybody says defund the CBC, what they're saying is we don't really give a shit about anybody but us. And that's our tax money. Well, not really. So my point is this. When it comes for the government, the government's like, that is a waste of money. (laughs) That is a statement. Now, the CBC a couple of years ago, if you remember correctly, said they were going to pivot to all digital. If you remember that, 
Yeah. Catherine Tate said that when she first ascended to the head of the CBC. So and I applauded that. So this is something they've been working at for a long time. So this must be the underpinning of that. They're going to get rid of some human people. And it's incredibly sad. I mean, it's just one of those things that you feel sorry for. Contraction in any industry sucks ass. You know, the one thing that I will say about the AI thing is I think when I'm in, when somebody brings new tech to me, something, uh, something, yeah, you, new get a lot of, you get a lot of people bringing new tech to you, do you? Well, hey, we well, do. We're, we actually work tech. for a company that is very, very progressive. progressive in that. I front. just thought you meant when people show up to your house with new no, tech. Check no, 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 no. I'm talking about work. Right, I'm talking okay. about work and I'm talking about everything from the, the first, I remember meetings. We had meetings about, Facebook. And uh, I mean, I don't need to tell the story about that meeting where that, you know, the morning show got fired. And then I went, Oh, maybe I better get on it. Cause I hadn't quite signed up for it. And then they walked Ron out and I'm like, okay, maybe I will figure this out. Um, I've, I've always made a point of going, Oh, okay. That's, that's new. What, what is this? And how can this make my life easier? Will I be able to be more productive if I incorporate this into my my routine, my work life. I, I did that with social media, um, which just caused more work, but it, I saw it as a benefit because you're able to reach more people, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always been very open-minded to the idea that, you know, that something new might make my life easier, my work life easier. And AI is definitely one of those things that we've been exploring the last year or so in my company. And chat GPT is something that I use almost daily, but I don't use it to write for me. I use it as a research tool. I'll punch something in there, right? Mm -hmm. Why does my dog snore? Right. And it'll shit something out. And then I might be able to use that. I may not be able to use that on my radio show. Um, so AI is more advanced. Well, there than you go. Ever. You just lost a producer. If you actually had one, that would Didn't be a new producer. producer. Well, I know that, but what I'm saying is in other markets, yeah. you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I understand. Um, but I think we're going to get, when I go online, Grant and I were talking about this. Grant's on the locker room with me and we were talking about AI and, and what we could use it for. And, and, and he said something very interesting and i and i i do exactly the same thing do you ever like if you're ever just sitting on the shitter watching your phone and you're scrolling through videos yeah and you see the first 10 15 seconds of a video mm-hmm. and it looks like it's a setup for some kind of a prank or something i'll use that as an example right yeah and you watch it for 30 seconds. I, I I can't articulate what it is. I couldn't tell you what it is about that 30 second video, but I know if it's fake or not. I can tell by the acting. I can tell by the presentation. And I can mm-hmm. tell that this isn't something that happened authentically. <clears throat> and I think for me, in in the in my world... I see people seeking out authenticity and I think you're going to see that more and more. And that's where I think we're going to come back because I think, I think people, I'll give you another example. 
when we're on the radio, <laughs> when we're oh, on the radio, yeah. this is this has a little bit more meat on the bone. Thank you. And I hope nobody from my company is listening to this, but <laughs> when we're on the radio, we have a text line, 780-989-0957. So you can text, text you all morning, tomorrow morning. Jimmy, Grant, myself, pay attention to it. We always thought it was funny to get the dyslexic little person who quite often is drunk when he shows up at work to respond to most of the texts. I don't know why I get humor out of that, but he's got awful grammar and horrible spelling, and he has random text or random capitalization of words. So if you're on the text line and you ask a question, like what song was Locke talking about or what movie was Locke talking about, you're going to get a response from Jimmy, myself, or Grant. Probably 75% of the time, it's going to be Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And our text line, I and I'm not exaggerating, we get hundreds of texts a day. Hundreds. And then the midday girl, who is lovely, I've met her, but she does the show from Calgary, which is not unlike a hundred other radio stations in Canada, if not more. Okay? And she does the show probably before she goes home on Monday for the next day. She records it in a booth, in a building, in another town, and then we hear her that next day. She gets no texts. People might not be able to tell it, like write down what it is, but there's something about the presentation that they hear and they don't respond back to her when she's encouraging en engagement on the show. And I think people look for that. I think they want that. They want a piece of that live thing. And that's why I've been so bullish with you about doing this live. People want, they, they know. They just, they, they, I don't think that, no, hang on. I'm going to stop you. They don't want tell. anything. Nah, they don't give a shit. People don't give do. a shit anymore. Yeah, you're wrong. No, the very few people, you've got this boner for live anything. It's like live nothing doesn't matter as long as it's authentic, as long as you're telling the truth, as long as you're entertaining and your content's great, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I, it has nothing to do with it, and people are afraid to go live. Dude, there is a reason certain brands are enormous right now that when you listen, like, and, and when I say brands, I mean podcasts. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by FactCheck.io. FactCheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again. Want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Back to the show. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists, that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources, and there's going to be a weapon button too where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately 
to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip and they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Right. There are people who are really shit at this that have enormous numbers who are not entertaining, not professional, not interesting, not creative, none of those things. But they can slick the shit out of a 30 to 60 to 90 second micro content video with the right bells and whistles and all the other stuff. And boom, boom, boom. The currency. I'm not saying there isn't value in that. There's currency in the space is incredibly different. It's incredibly different because people know that they've been lied to or that, you know, radio is performative and television is performative. And that is not real life. That's the issue that that traditional media has is that, you know, sniffers on people that are really good with online content and love the on-demand stuff and love to get informed know that they're not getting informed listening to somebody repeat the news that happened that day or if it's on the radio, le- legitimately just do another poll about the best Netflix shows of all time. Like, seriously. I don't want to like, get into specific details because I may have done that poll. Yeah, I'm sure you did, as I have, too, when everybody thought it was really cool. Ooh, we could just do a whole morning show of polls. This would be great. We just Okay, like, but, okay, I, listen, That's there are point. people out and there that I don't are wanna... very good at delivering this or broadcast in a recorded fashion. There's people out there that digitally, on a podcast, on Facebook, yeah. on Instagram, or whatever, are really good in that recorded arena. Sure. And they have a thing. Like you said, they have a certain currency. They've yeah. they've struck a chord. They've garnered an audience, right? I'm my I wasn't saying that it doesn't work. I was saying that I think down the road, what's gonna save this industry is authenticity. I think people are going to look for Nothing and feel and and maybe the live thing isn't isn't the be all end all. Dude, not everybody nothing is-, is saving radio. Nothing. Radio will be saved if it just identifies the idea that it needs to. We're not talking about just radio, tech. Dean. Same We're with t- print. Same with television. If they just accept that it's dead tech, and they go, you know what? We're going to understand what this whole thing is. It's a megaphone to bring people into an ecosystem to sell them things. That's what we have to do. Right. But and I'm telling you it. right but I'm not I'm not saying we 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 do this on this podcast. We segment and I'm talking about the industry as a whole. I'm talking about every because now everybody does everything. Mm-hmm. You can't be a one trick pony. You have to be able to figure out how to put that micro content out on your social medias. You have to be able to do a podcast with a guy in Toronto. Who's wearing Correct. a scarf. Correct. But you right. have to be able to, if you are a radio station and if you're a television station and if you're a print journalist, you have to play by those rules too, or you will die. It's very simple. 
and everybody ignores that idea. Oh, wait a second. The people who are most successful at this, they do this. We're not going to do any of those things. We'll get people to still come to us. Oh my no. God. no, 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 no. You can't do that anymore. You have to go out and get it. Like when you decide you're going to do the opposite of what everybody tells you, you're Mike Lindell from My Pillow, your favorite pillow guy. Mike Thank Lindell. you for pivoting because we were about to get into some territory I don't feel comfortable. Well, with. you were about to get into some territory I wasn't. Mike Lindell piled for bankruptcy today. Uh, a reporter named Linda Traits says, "Oh, it's so sad. Mike has done everything they could to go bankrupt and destroy Mike Lindell's My Pillow business, all because he committed the grave sin of supporting his president. He's paid millions in attorney fees defending himself against Joe Biden. Blah 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 blah. There's Mike Lindell five years ago." Okay, on the left, the my pillow guy. You've got one of these pillows. You love it, don't you? You think it's the best pillow on the market? I actually, I, I really do like the pillow. He, he was, he would, he at that point in time where he's with him with the pillow, he was worth four hundred million dollars. There's him yesterday after he filed for bankruptcy, taking a selfie, looking like the crack addict he was from two thousand two thousand nine. That's the sad because thing about this. he is a broke. Bro. So I know a little bit about Mike Lindell. <laughs> Can on, I let me finish? No, no, I'm. It's my turn now. I'm going to go on. Gaps. I got. This. Let I'm me do this. You, know, you can fill in whatever gap you want. There is. I'm going to give everybody out there that has a lot of money. Elon Musk. I'm talking to you, Mike. Should have listened to me like fucking four years ago when you went. You know what? I'm going to put everything on the line, including my mortgage, everything I've saved in my business. On the idea that Jesus Christ told me, this is the truth, his Lord and Savior spoke to him, came and touched him in his sleep, which should concern a lot of people, <laughs> came and touched him in his sleep and said, you need to defend President Trump against the big lie. And he's like, I'm in, God, I'm in. And he goes and he spends every dime he has, leverages it all to come up with these podunt weird conspiracy theories that... The Koreans, the Italians, uh, you know, the deep state rigged the election. It was all and over the he place. was going to be the guy that was going to well, figure his, it all out with his the big one was the machines, the voting machines, Smart Dominion. And Dominion machines. He got sued for two hundred million dollars. That guy is still getting sued. He owes his lawyers four and a half million dollars in legal fees that he can't pay. And he just filed for bankruptcy. Now, listen. If a career shyster asks you for help in defending his position, even if the Lord himself appears to you in some dream, by the way, crack addicts have, have sensational dreams for years after they quit. So if you're, let me just Do add they? that. Oh, yeah. Like massive, like uh, crack addicts wake up and they're standing in the middle of the street having a pretend sword fight while naked at like two o'clock in the morning. It's like, holy fuck, that was a crazy trip. And I, I haven't done that last night. Yeah. So if, if you're a crack addict and you and your your boy, <laughs> your boy is like Donald Trump. This is where I was you have this crazy this. dream. And if the Lord appears and goes, give him all your money. Don't do it. Don't do it. And 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 here's the other thing. Even if that happens. Put your head down, continue to work hard, continue to say, and, and same thing with Elon Musk. Elon, listen, I'm you're sure you changed the car game. Great. You got rockets. Awesome. You just wasted thirty four and a half billion dollars in the last year and a half because you just had to say stuff. 
Like you just had to do it. At some point, the Elon Musk thing is different than the Mike Lindell thing. I don't know, dude. I think it's the same. I think it's just impulse control and the inability to control your emotions. Yeah. And then, of course, this delusion of grandeur that you're something. He's broke. Like, he needs a job. He's on the bread. Mike Lindell, the guy who was the pillow guy for North America, who was, remember when he was selling, sending pillows to the convoy for like PR? Remember that? He said, I'm going to send a truckload of pillows to those people so they can sleep on the street in the snow in my pillow. You did it to yourself. And everybody who's part of the Mike Lindell crew or everybody (laughs) who's part of the Trump World MAGA thing, they're like, it's because advertisers boycott it. No, advertisers are like, that guy's crazy. We cannot have anything to do with him on that cardboard cutout in the pillow section saying, buy this pillow because he's legitimately insane. And so no one buys stuff from insane people. That's just the fact. And of course, you got libel and you got slander and you got all the other stuff saying that the the, the election was stolen when it was just like even Fox News yesterday in the middle of Trump's speech. They're like, "Okay, we got to take a break. Everything he just said was a lie. I'm like, wow. I mean, at some point. Someone who's gone all in or just decided they'd have no impulse control. Someone should have just pulled him aside and said, listen, you got 20 million left, right? Shut up. Stop talking. Just go back to selling pillows. Just sell them. Now he's got a promotion where he's selling pillows and towels. to try. Those towels to are try and make too. some of that money back. I've never had one. They're very soft. Anyway, go ahead and fill in the gaps. Don't go to sleep on the sheets either. Okay. <laughs> Here's my thought on this. Uh, yeah. I I have I've been around a while. And and I want to preface this this comment yeah with I I know that I I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be swimming around in some hypocritical waters based on the fact that I have some addiction issues and I may or may not be an alcoholic. But the one thing that I have noticed in my time on this planet mm-hmm. with people that go hard in the paint with chemicals is that it, it has an impact on their reality, their their capacity to, to think properly or to be reasonable members of society after a certain period of time. And that's everyone I've met. And, and, and I've met people that haven't told me that they had a run with drugs in the twenties or their thirties. And I've, I will literally say out loud, that guy had a run with chemicals and I don't know what it was, but they're not hooked up. Right. Something shakes loose and they're, they're never the same. Now, dude, dude, if, even if I was a 10 year crack addict, like Mike Lindell was, and if I was worth at one point four hundred million, right? Let's just let's just do the math. And I had a dream, and my Lord appeared to me in that dream and said, "Give it all to that guy. Give all your so, money to that guy." I I would I would literally have a conversation with my Lord in my sleep and go, "Are you serious right now? Really? You know how hard I work for this shit? Like I've been through hell and back building a pillow company. You want me to give all that money to that guy? I would, you know, that's at that point I would wash my hands of that faith and I would go, "All right." All right, I, yeah, I'll do anything for you, God. I'm not giving that guy all my money. I'm just not. But the thing with Mike, and this is the thing that that people, it, it's well documented. Yeah. If, if you don't know the story and you just know him as the crazy guy that was defending Trump and jumping up and down about how the election was stolen, 
you might not know the, the whole story. And, and he came, he rebuilt his life and mm-hmm. he did it through, I believe, Pillows. AA. I don't know for a fact, <laughs> but a lot of times that AA path, and you know this, leads to God, leads to Jesus. And what it does is it gives. I gave that portion, portion of I gave that portion of AA the Heisman, by the way. I get it. I get it. And not everybody. Listen, AA works for a lot of people, and they don't always adopt the religious side of it. No, but I think the reason why AA is successful on that in that capacity in that arena, yeah, is that what ends up happening is it gives them some structure. It gives them something to 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 cling on to. It gives them some hope. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and I'm one hundred percent okay with it. Totally. And that stuff is really important for people. I would never shit on that portion. I'm just saying for me, uh, the whole higher power of the, the magic sky. I get it. Did, and I'm the same way. I'm, um, the, I'm exactly the same way as you should be, as everybody else should be. But I would never <laughs> take that away from anybody that needs that help. Only the poorest people. Adler and I had a conversation last week where he's like, quit crapping on the afterlife. I'm like, why? And he's like, it's hope for people. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll that's stop why doing it. I, that's why totally. I get I get cringy when you go off. I agree with you I won't on religion. Be doing it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go. I agree with you on Unless religion because I think religion is the is is the plague of mankind. I I will say that I've said that out loud a hundred times in my life. Yeah. But I think faith is good. I think people need something to believe in, and everyone has their own version of it. And For if sure. that's Jesus or God or Buddha or whatever, Taylor then, Swift. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. think people need that, and I would never begrudge them that. It's the organized religion that I have a problem with it because I think what it does is it it can do damage to society as a whole, and that or or Mike Lindell, uh, not or even Mike society Lindell. as a whole. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, but hold on. he also has want, crack addict in his back pocket too. So there's that the rewiring. I want to say one more thing about Lindell, and then we can move right, on because please. I think this this. This lends itself to a com- a conversation. The reason why I have some empathy for for Mike is because he actually he strayed from the path of of entrepreneurship, which is what he should have stayed on, which is what you said, because he was actually good at that. He developed a product that was actually pretty decent, and the reason it sold and the reason why he was a four hundred billion dollar person was because that damn product was actually pretty decent. Yeah. Then he let politics and other things sort of get in the way of that. But he was also the like if you went to one of his plants, one of his my pillow comp- companies, he only employed ex addicts. Everybody. He gave people a chance to get their lives back. Right, right, right. And and I and you know what? I think I mean it's sad to see him because he he's become a character. He's become somebody you can easily make fun of, but it's sad totally. that we've lost that, that guy, that that guy got dragged into it. And the, the thing is, and this can lead into the conversation we were going to end with today about your, about your lawsuit. The thing that I think people need to realize is that traditional media and how we get our information has been hijacked by not just religion, but by politics. <laughs> Totally. And we are in really, really dangerous times where you got a guy that completely bought in 100% to fantastic magical thinking that he already subjected himself to with what he actually believes. Right? He bought so into a like, lie and he, 100%. and he let it destroy his company. 
That's what religious he, people do, dude. They're buying a lot. It's not just that. He bought into a political lie, dude. Well, but dude, you like, l- listen, I'm not going to say I'm not going to take anybody's faith away from him. But to believe in organized religion in itself, something you cannot prove at all, not a shred, not a splinter, not an iota. You need to be someone that believes in things you can't see. And I find that incredible. And, and when we talk about the addict portion of it, there's two different aspects to it, right? There's the aspect of, okay, I'm an addict, but then there's the aspect of, you know, what are you doing about it? And Corey Perry comes to mind. Like Corey Perry had a really bad month, right? Corey Perry had a bad month, didn't offer any excuses, didn't say anything, finally comes out and he says, yeah, I'm a mess. I need help. I've got alcohol and drug issues. Did you see his statement last week? I did. Like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, <laughs> including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I'd also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I am embarrassed I have let you down. As a result of my actions, there's been some speculation about the rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others, and I want to make clear that in no way that this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I want to know what the behavior was. Then we'll figure that out. I've started to work with the experts in the mental health and substance abuse field. My discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry. Now, listen, and I want to say this. Corey Perry is an example. Mike Lindell is an example. Everybody who's ever struggled with drugs and alcohol is an example. But there are two things at play, right? is are you doing the work to understand yourself or are you actually telling the truth about your experience, right? Are you talking about this experience in a way that, that other people can understand? I can identify with everything Corey Perry said in his note about behavior being wrong. You're having mental health issues. You're an alcoholic. I'm Corey Perry. There's a bunch of us out there, millions and millions, hundreds of millions of men and women Uh, whose behavior has been hijacked by substance abuse and mental health issues, right? And it's hard for, it's hard for us normal people to watch. Yeah. (laughs) But where Corey Perry gets it and Mike Lindell doesn't is Mike Lindell says his intervention was divine. It was this miracle. It was this thing. It requires work. It is not a miracle. There's no magic sky daddy. There's nobody out there that's going to go, okay, I'm just going to pray and it's going to go away. It doesn't exist. And if it does, I'm yet to meet that person, yet to meet that person who has this incredible, miraculous experience of being healed of their addiction and whatever it is that they're going through mental health issues by something they can't prove, by something that we know didn't touch them, by something that lives in a book that was created in 1611. That is bizarre to me. Because the only thing I know to be true is the effort that we put into getting better is legitimately the effort that you give to understand yourself and get a diagnosis and do cognitive behavioral therapy to go to a therapist to figure it out. That's what Corey Perry's doing. Mike Lindell did none of those things. Mike Lindell was left to his own devices. Corey Perry does not have Mike Lindell money. Um, Mike Lindell got sober. Well, he I just did. took a different path that you don't sure agree he with. did, but now he's broke again. Right. Corey Perry, because he's a very bought into time. a he bought into a political lie. Because he needed to he believe be- in something because he believed <laughs> that that was that magic was going to save his life. <laughs> Dean, he needed to believe in something. And that's that's the essence of what 
Charles Adler was saying to you, right? Yeah. He was telling you people need something to believe in. And, Mm. and and that's why I, I, I desperately try not to judge people for whatever it is that they use to get by in life. Right. Dude, go ahead and sue me me for being right or wrong. (laughs) I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, I'm saying that the addiction piece in this conversation is interesting. Yeah, totally, dude. And and I, the other thing that, I mean, for me, when I watch somebody go off the rails and then I see the, you know, if it's a public figure and I see them step up and make an apology, like the one that Corey Perry made, I think a lot of times I'm always a little bit leery about it because that does not look like a notice that that doesn't look like something that was written by him. It Mm. it looks like it was prepared to fill a narrative that the Chicago. uh, You've been right about none of it so far. Like the Connor Bedard's mom thing. Why not take a shake at it and say his lawyer put put that out instead of you? Why not? I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, listen, I, if Corey Perry is legitimately in trouble, and he's he's reached a point where he needs to where he's realized he needs to fix himself. Yeah. And he's going to go through those steps. I'm not going to I guess the for me when I read that 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 statement from him, to me it's not the statement that I'm proud of. You know of how or, hard it is? You know how hard it is to release a statement saying you have mental health and alcohol issues? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying now I think the proof's in the pudding he's got. And and I hope he gets and there. The, and, and here's the thing. Not a single fucking person can judge that journey other than him. No, absolutely. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, like, I want to know about the extraneous circumstances. Like, I love details. I want to know what the behavior was, what the incident was, because there was an incident. Like, I mean, he kind of said something there was an incident. Did, something that's did exciting. happen. Yeah, I know. Um, Some, but, Like, but, I want to know that stuff. But what I, I judge myself on is my fascination with that that stuff as well, right? Yeah, like too. when when I see that statement, I look at that and I start connecting the dots and I go, okay, how badly did Yeah, what did, did you did do? the Blackhawks screw this up? <laughs> Why did you have to write that letter? Who is over your shoulder when you yeah. did it? Are you really at a point where you've got to figure out sobriety and make some changes in your life or are you just doing this because somebody pulled you into a room and said this has gotten out of hand. Now Connor Bedard's mom's involved. She had to take her. It's oh. other people's lives are being impacted. Whether oh. that happened or not, yeah. that's that's where he's at right now. So yeah. it, it's interesting. It it's it's and a lot of people judge you when you do a a, a week of radio shows on whether or not he banged Connor Bedard's mom. But I'm telling you right now, you I see don't that feel the reporter guilty in about Winnipeg. It. Yeah, well, you should, you dick. <laughs> Uh, did you see that reporter in Winnipeg that's like, oh, so, Connor, what do you make of those rumors? Mark Chipman, the owner of the Jets, had to go and apologize to Bedard and the team afterwards. It's like, dude, oh. unfounded rumors, and you, you ask him like it's a serious thing when everybody has said the opposite. Bedard's like, I'm not talking about that shit. you got to be kidding me. Guy's 18. Guy's 18. I feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for the kid, but, I, was, but I, was subject I'm waiting. to your rumors. I can't wait to see the signs that show up at Rogers place when the Blackhawks are in town next week playing the Oilers. <laughs> someone is going to pass me the pucks on. Watch. Someone is getting sued. Guaranteed. 
<laughs> All right, can we talk about your lawsuit? Because every time yeah. I brought it up in the last last few times we've been on, I brought up the lawsuit yeah, and you sure. shut the door on me. No, I haven't. You haven't you, brought- you pivoted. You were quick to I don't think you were ready to talk about it last yeah, week. we had to get our ducks in a row. Da, 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 da. But yeah, we were sued by Canada Proud and their owner, <laughs> Jeff Ballingall. Canada Proud, of course, is the official third party agent of the Conservative Party of Canada. Um, which I find really fascinating, right? When like an official agent of a, of a political party sues you. And I find it interesting because as everybody knows, I do not like the man. I think Pierre Polyev is so full of shit. I think he's such a terrible human being. Well, it makes sense. You're not lying raging like 44 liberal. fucking times because he's a massive hypocrite. To your point, he is a massive hypocrite. Um, he's just rage farm for the past like two, two year, two, two, yeah. two and a half. It's just an asshole, just a terrible fucking human being. And I believe the agents that he works with share similar values to him. Anyway, let's fast forward. Last Monday, I get a notice of a lawsuit. Uh, my, our, my partner sends, he goes, hey, can we talk about this? It's like a lawsuit. I'm so like, what are you being sure. sued for specifically? Um, I'll show you. It's on the list of damages. Let's bring it up here, kids. Um, this is on the damages that they have uh, put in their pleadings. And I'm happy so, to show this to everybody. I'm going to read the post. Um, says, I've defamed them. Defamatory posts maligned the plaintiffs, causing them public embarrassment. Keep in mind, this is Canada Proud, who uh, several news outlets have called the king of shit posting. Uh, several news outlets have fact checked them and basically said they don't tell the truth for effect in certain situations on behalf of their client, gaslighting, etc. Anyway, said um, I caused Canada Proud and Jeff Ballingall, an official agent of the Conservative Party who rage farms for a living, distress and exposing them to further false accusations, derision and significant ongoing reputational and economic. <laughs> There's that. <coughs> Uh, the second is, as a result of the defamatory post, the plaintiff has sustained and will continue to sustain significant economic losses, uh, the full particulars which will be provided prior to the trial of this action. They've also said at all material times, Blundell was a public personality, used his ex account in order to defame the plaintiffs. The abuse of his public position to defame the plaintiffs, keep in mind, my Twitter account is just mine. Um, has amplified the damages which the plaintiffs have sustained and will continues to disdain. There's a couple of spelling errors. We'll just go past that, I guess. Uh, The defendant's conduct towards the plaintiff is high-handed, malicious, oppressive, (laughs) oppressive, and offends the sensibilities of this honorable court. So somehow I've, I've, uh, I've, I've offended a court without actually getting there. This outrageous conduct merits condemnation and deterrence. Consequently, the awards of punitive and aggravated damages are appropriate in this circumstances. Now, why is that important? Why are those things important? We don't know. Our lawyers don't know. Um, but I can tell you this. These are the two things that they want. These are the two things Canada Proud has put in their pleadings, their lawsuit to us, which they had to refile again last night because, like I said earlier, they got the name of the company wrong the first time. Super important. Um, this is what they're asking. This is what they want. A permanent injunction restraining the defendant, me, from defaming, slandering, libeling, and or publicly commenting, the last part's important, publicly commenting about the defendants. So they want me to stop talking about Canada Proud, what they do, what their efforts are. 
They want me to stop commenting on the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of tweets that they put out alleging things like, you know, here. Justin Trudeau decided that his wife, Justin Trudeau's wife, decided she was going to break up with him because she prefers. That's men. a Canada proud. That's BC, a Canada oh, a proud, BC proud. BC proud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And it's all that they're all under the same yeah. Um, umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, they they because I I don't believe they tell the truth and because I've mentioned that um like in this Canada proud <laughs> little ditty that started I may have the, retweeted that last <laughs> meme. What Canadian grocery stores look like under just Justin Trudeau? This is from a uh a Canada Land article called The King of Can- Canadian Conservative Shit Posting how a former navigator consultant is weaponizing Facebook against liberals. Um uh, th- this is this is their work. This is what they do. Um, and not just that. I mean, there's been lots of articles, including this one. Ontario Proud frequently threatens online critics with legal action. Um, the people who have sued us, uh, specifically in this case, the lawyer is a gentleman named Ryan O'Connor. Lawyer, good standing. Never met the guy. He's probably a nice guy. Might even have a pint with him, even though I don't drink. One of those fake pints. Um, this is kind of what he does. This is uh, from last year. Uh, where he threatens critics of Ontario Proud, Canada Proud, any one uh, of those proud network agencies uh, for taking issue or criticizing their work and criticizing the gaslighting, criticizing the work that they do. And so you can see here, they call it high-handed, high-handed hate, hate-mongering. I mean, it is on and on and on, and it is almost a form letter, so to speak, of how they handle people who critique their work. Now, this is a company that calls themselves a media company, but they're exclusively an agent of the Conservative Party of Canada. Ryan O'Connor is the lawyer at uh, in in this case. I like I said, probably a good this lawyer, is, probably a good this dude. This is crazy. This is yeah. abusive. You, you, you mean the threats threatening people on Twitter time after time after time? There's another page of it here. Um, always the same thing. Always the same thing. Clients' legal costs, responsible payment. We're going to get you, da 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 da. This is something that has been going on for quite some time, and they've decided to sue me. They decided to make an example out of uh, me, which is think, interesting because the first think, time I heard of these guys, hang on, I'm going to put something on the screen here. First time I heard of these guys legitimately was during the convoy last year. If you remember that little ditty back in I remember when we started talking about Canada Proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was during the convoy because they were repeating some of the messaging. They were putting out things saying "go truckers" when they weren't really truckers. And this is this isn't about mandates when it was about mandates. This isn't about this when it was about that. So we rode pretty hard against legitimately the occupation of the city of Ottawa, right, which was under siege for eh, three weeks. So during that time, if you remember correctly, the good people at Canada Proud decided to intimate to millions of people in this country that I was racist. Let me bring this bad boy up. Uh, Canada Proud put said February 15th, 2023. This disgraced, some would say that's defamation, disgraced radio host Dean Blundell. According to him, people support Polyev, Pierre Polyev due to white privilege, something I've said many times. He also says minority of Canadians have been tricked in supporting Pierre out of confusion. So that's the source, Twitter, February 13th, 2022. They've taken actually the the tweet that I put out out of context because someone was like, how do you explain the people of color or the minorities there? I'm like, I don't know. They they buy the same shit he's selling. Apparently they're confused. What's the banner on the bottom? Dear liberals, you are not entitled to the votes of minority. I don't know. 
just another it killed two birds with one stone. How can we allege that Dean is racist? How can we allege that Dean is racist to a whole group of people uh, that follow us? How can we damage his reputation? Right. And by the way, I did nothing about this because I didn't give a shit. I was like, eh, just shit posting, even though it really did bother me and it really did have an impact on what we do. And it really did have a negative impact on what we did. So I let this go. So long story short, this has been one of those weird, bizarro things where at the end of the day, you go, wait a second. How can a company, any company that is an official agent for a political party that calls people in a roundabout way racist, that has been admonished not just by several other news outlets and not just me, dude, not just me, CTV, CBC, like the CBC article about Jeff Ballingall, uh, CBC article about how Mobilized Media and his company, by the way, Jeff is on the lawsuit as well. He owns Mobilized Media, which owns the Canada Proud Network. How can they continue to threaten people with lawsuits when they say they stand up for free speech, when they do the exact same thing they're accusing other people of? which is what this is. And that'll be the question that I am really excited to have answered. The questions I want answered is, how does this work? How, how have, have we been able to, as, 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 a, as a country, literally sit through all kinds of divisive shit, like fake pictures of grocery store shelves? This was a lie. They put out a lie mm-hmm. that this is a Canadian grocery store that looks more like a Soviet grocery store in the 80s. That was during restocking night. That's what that was in a Nova Scotia grocery store, which that grocery store then put out a correction saying, no, that was that was during restocking. We've got lots of food here. Come and get it. Um, how can they continue? How can they sue me? How can they sue a private citizen for saying, I think you guys stoked the fires and I think you organized the fires. How is that possible? You might be asking. Well, the answer is, we'll find out. We'll find out, and I'm excited to find out. I'm really looking forward to going through this process. A lot of people in my position would go, eh, let's just not talk about them. There's a million other things to talk about. I don't believe I've defamed them. I don't believe I've libeled them. Our lawyers and our legal team would agree. Um, but There's there might a certain be a judge amount of leeway you have not. as a private citizen to say what you want whether it's right or wrong specifically in the province of ontario which is covered by anti-slap legislation which is i'm allowed to comment on the things that people put out i'm allowed to suggest that maybe they're not true i'm allowed to suggest that they're not accurate that's what i was doing so the key here with a is, little spice yeah i don't ever do things just like you know because I, I i think you're being sued because of your spice spice being mean what kills me about this dude is this is what makes me laugh they say that I've caused them public embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. I got 95,000 followers on Twitter. We got another 35, 36. We've got maybe a couple hundred. thousand. These people have millions and millions. Of fucking, they've, been, they've been mocking Justin Trudeau with homophobic tweets and posts. This one was paid for allegedly, according to Press Progress, by the owner of Lululemon. Who does work with Jeff Ballingall and the Proud Networks? My wife decided she likes men. I mean, it is phenomenal. 
Uh, it, it is truly a remarkable thing that when you, it, but the timing of it is incredible too, right? Because they're an agent of the Conservative Party of Canada and the Ontario Conservative Party. Those that lawsuit came the same week these things came out with Pierre Polyev literally getting crushed. We led the charge against two of Canada Proud's clients over the past month <coughs> who were caught lying to Canadians. Doug Ford's Conservative Party and Pierre Polyev's Conservative Party. That was one of the remember when Jeff uh, Pierre Polyev was like is that his real name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then Doug Ford, same thing when he got caught with the Greenbelt scandal. We reported widely on that. Those were viral stories. These were viral I, comments. I couldn't vote for a Jeff. I just couldn't. So I agree with the name change. <laughs> Got to go with Pierre. Um, so it's fascinating to me. Sounds more French. If I'm going to be re- it is we. If I'm going to be reductive a little bit, what's fascinating to me. I do want to make that, a couple of comments. Is that a political party really can't sue people unless they do something really bad, right? So I'm not being sued by a political party. I'm being sued by an agent of a political party. And the two main issues that they have is they want my money. So they ask for $200,000. Let's just quickly break that down. That's a lot of fun. They want general and special damages in the amount of $125,000. They also want punitive or aggravated damages in the amount of $75,000. That's what they want. But what they want first is a permanent injunction restraining the defendant, me, from publicly commenting about them. So, where does this tie in? They don't want me talking about them or their clients. Who are their clients? Pierre Polyev and Doug Ford. And your girl, Danielle Smith. Yeah. They don't want me talking about any of those people. And so what we've done is this, because we've had to, is we've set up a GoFundMe, uh, which you can find in the description of this podcast. You can also find it on my Twitter feed, at it's Dean Blundell. And I'm shocked because we put out a few tweets on the weekend and we're about halfway to our goal of being able to fund this because I don't want this to end until we get the answers that I would say 30 million Americans, 30 million Canadians would like, which is how is this possible? How is this possible? How has it been possible? How is it possible that an agent of a party that wants to stand up for Canadians that wants free speech how is it possible that they have a group of people that literally spend all day, it looks like, threatening people to shut up or you're going to get sued? Stop mm-hmm. taking issues or with what, what we do and say or you're going to get sued. How is it possible that the same people I find it that, are paid, that, on a that are paid to put out anti-Trudeau shit, homophobic anti-Trudeau shit, as noted by this BC Proud post the 3rd of of August, I believe it was last year, what appears to be homophobic. How is it possible that they can have an issue with me saying, I don't believe you're not helping stoke fires of stochastic bullshit? How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. They have other people do it for them. I don't know if that's what's going on here, but I want to go through the process I want to go through the process of understanding their thinking. I want to get to discovery and understand who works with who and how. It'll and why. never get there. I hope it does, but it'll. you hey, got to hey. keep your foot on the pedal to get it there. Well, have you known me to take my foot off the pedal there, kid? Um, yeah, but- and, and here's the other thing. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll end with this and I'll let you kind of button it up and then we can get the, the H out of here, if you will. Here's the other thing. 
if I'm wrong, by the way, you can donate to us, GoFundMe, at it's Dean Blundell. You can see it on my Twitter feed. Would really appreciate it. We're about half our way there. If I'm wrong, you know me. I talk about my shortcomings. I talk about what I do wrong. I Mm -hmm. talk about what I do right. I talk about my venture into alcoholism. I talk about doing it right, helping people, telling the truth, being accountable. So if I'm wrong, I deserve whatever consequence comes with being wrong. I do. Everybody does. Same thing for me. You're also okay being wrong. I love it because it means I get to learn how to be right. But if I'm right, you know what's at stake here? If I'm right? If I'm right, and I believe there's a weird network of goings-on, and the people who are doing this to Canadians, and I'm not just talking about this organization, I'm talking about several others, are interconnected when it comes to their messaging, when it comes to who they support, and wh- whose reputations they're t- trying to destroy through yeah. gaslighting, misinformation, et cetera, et cetera. Because I can plainly see, like everybody else that has been recorded on Canada Land, CTV, CBC, Toronto, everybody, that this is what happens. This is what third-party agents do on behalf of political parties so they can keep their hands clean. I don't know if that is the case, but boy, oh boy, if this can stand on its merits, and if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong, and I'll pay the piper. But if I'm right, we get a look underneath the hood of what can only be described as the one of the most divisive supercars of communication in the history of this country. And I want those answers. I think everybody wants those answers. And so I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to do my best to figure this whole thing out, and I'm going to do it with Canadians who support the GoFundMe, who support us, with people who actually want answers. There's no conspiracy theory here. Nothing. None of that stuff. I am well aware of who we're up against. I'm well aware of why they're doing this. I have my own opinions. Our lawyers have their opinions. Our legal team has their opinions. But we're not going to go anywhere. And we're definitely not as flush as a company that is largely funded by donations from the oil and gas industry, home builders. It's incredibly well documented. You can check it out at Cryer Media. You can ask for their, for their, for their books. You can have a look for yourself. I ain't lying. And, and the other thing they have to do, which is fascinating, they need to prove because of this lawsuit. They have to the prove. The damage that you're doing to them in order to be successful in court. And that means we get to see some books, and I'm happy to show our books. They're very thin, by the way, our books. Very, very thin. Okay, I just want, I just want to um, show you the difference between you and I. Just And, and it's a simple story, um, but you're you just launched a GoFundMe to raise money to help you fight a lawsuit um, again, that, that has come at you from Canada Proud. The last GoFundMe that I put up, and it was very successful, I might add, was to raise money to buy tickets to the Flat Earth convention that was in town mm-hmm. because my bosses didn't see the humor in us going to it with a little person in a globe costume. <laughs> and the tickets were like 500 bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we needed three of them, and we raised well over $1,500 very quickly. Congratulations. wanted the content. Yeah. <laughs> Just to show you the two sides of our world, the two differences of our world. 
Okay, first <laughs> off, um, anybody that knows um, Dean, my, myself included, if if let's just say this was something that happened, if somebody had sent me a note, a DM on Twitter, and said, "Hey, if you got a minute, I'd like to ask your opinion about Dean Blundell." and whether or not I should sue him for things he's been saying about me. And if I knew the story, even a rem- even just a piece of the story that I do now, I probably would have said to them, that's not a very good idea. And the reason I would have said that's not a very good idea is because I know you, and I think they have stepped in it. They have made a critical mistake. Um, so they got some bad intel because I think this was a scare tactic. I don't think they ever intended this to go the distance. I think they were doing this to scare you and to stop talking about Pierre Polyev and the conservative party, because I believe they feel like you might be having some doing some damage to their reputation on some level. And I, and I, and I know you, you well, are that's what they claim. So, so let's see it. I'm happy to like, that's the thing, right? Like, but it's also, you're right. You're allowed to have that opinion. You're allowed to present that. If you see something from what they're doing that you don't like, it's also, here's the great part. You're I'm also allowed, allowed to, to, I'm also allowed to sue them back back. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody had said to me, Hey, Locke, do you think this is a good idea? I would have said, no, no, no. It's a really bad idea because he's just going to pivot and use this as content for his show yeah, because yeah. that's how you're wired and you've been wired like that your entire career. Well, it's the so truth, the man. Fun for me is, and here's here's the other thing that you're not realizing, and, and this is something that I think it, it might not, you're not aware of, Dean, because it's common knowledge to you. The big reason why this lawsuit is happening is because you have brought attention to Canada Proud and who they are and their connections to a political party that nobody in the country really knows. I did not know that. I would never have known that without knowing you and being a part of this podcast. And I think that's part of the problem here because this is a strategic maneuver of the right and actually the left is to control the narrative now, right? And so a lot of parties do this. They get entrenched into like non-traditional forms of media to present a, a, a case, a story, a narrative. As if they are real media. And to garner support. Sure. And so if that's what Canada Proud is, and which is what it's fairly obvious that they are, if you really look underneath the hood, I think they're pissed that you're highlighting that fact. Well, can I can I just highlight it with a story from the CBC real quick? Let's just yeah. put this on the screen. Um, you can see this on my Twitter feed as well. This is from the CBC. This is April 28th, 2022. Polyev's campaign hired his team behind Canada Proud to boost his messages online. Okay, there's that. Mm-hmm. Pierre Polyev, I'll just read this to you. Maybe known for his social media savvy, but his campaign is getting some help from conservative media meme machine. Jeff Bollinghall's company, Mobilize Media, which owns Canada Proud, 
uh, has been retained by the Polyarev conservative leadership campaign. Sources familiar told with the hiring CBC News is not revealing the source's identity because they are not authorized to speak publicly about it, which means it was leaked. The Polyev campaign declined to comment. Now, if I hired people and was proud to work with them, I'd want to talk about it. Not them, for some reason. Weird. Ballingall, Jeff Ballingall, who's the owner of the company, specializes in shareable anti-liberal messaging that often takes on mocking or outraged tone. His Canada Proud and Ontario Proud accounts have amassed hundreds of thousands of followers on Facebook, tens of thousands more on Twitter and Instagram. Mobilized media bills itself as an offering digital services strategy, boosting online communities to support campaigns, helping clients harvest, quote, troves of data to guide campaign and measure its impact. On his own, Polyev had made social media content that had been shared by hundreds of thousands, having his messages amplified online by balling all his assets is undoubtedly helping the candidate. One recent Canada Proud post, for example, featured a news article about Polyev's energy policy with the comment, money to Canadians, not dirty dictatorships. Do you agree with Polyev? Another compared a picture of Pierre Polyev rally with hundreds in attendance of a shot of rival candidate Jean Charest holding a meeting which had a dozen people. Yikes and a half, it said. I mean, that's funny. I think that's actually interesting. Um, now, Ballingall, who's a shareholder at the conservative-leaning news site as well, the post-millennial, <laughs> uh, but since sold his shares, according to a representative of the media outlet, Ballingall's pages, which are funded by donations, throw verbal blows that might raise eyebrows coming directly from a politician, as well as lawsuits, in my opinion. One example is a post that said, while inflation made Canadian money worthless, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is worthless. While balling all services can boost a campaign, proud pages come in for considerable criticism. Lead up to Ontario's provincial 2018 election, CBC News reported user comments insulting then-Premier Kathleen Wynne's appearance and sexual orientation were visible on Ontario Proud's Facebook page. Some of the comments employed profanity. One reader wondered why no one had shot win. We're not going to comment on a website that supports profane, hateful, and abusive comments. Critics such as Press Progress, news outlet founded by the Broadband Institute, denounced Canada Proud's postings as racist. I'm not the person to judge that. Uh, which suggested the Trudeau government was putting skin color before age and medical history when deciding who should be vaccinated. Gaslighting, that kind of stuff. In fact, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization said that racialized communities were disproportionately affected by COVID and were among the most at-risk groups that should be prioritized. So, who's suing me? They are. They are. And who are they? an agent of the Conservative Party of Canada. And why? We'll find out. And how can you help? I put the GoFundMe in the, in the uh, description of this podcast. We'd appreciate that. You could share this podcast with people. We'd appreciate that. If you could follow us on socials, if you could subscribe to our podcasts, and if you could subscribe to our mailing letter, uh, which you can find at crier.co on the right-hand side of the page, we can just keep you informed. And here's the thing. I don't care about the result. Even I get your emails. Yes, you do, buddy. Even I don't get care about the result because I cannot control this result. I can control the truth that I deliver my information with. I can control my emotions and my behavior. I can control myself to do the right thing on behalf of Canadians. And if you want to help us, we'd appreciate your help. If you don't, you got different values. God bless you. Have a great day. However, I find it odd still. 
that an agent for the Conservative Party of Canada is suing a private citizen for embarrassing them and their messaging, which is what they said, $200,000 and immediate silence right now. I find that strange. So we'll pick that strange fruit and we'll see how it goes. There you go. We're in interesting times, everybody. I think, and it's it's bothersome. And we started this podcast today talking about the state of the industry and and um, and and where we're at the the changing landscape of media, um, the introduction of 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 AI, you know, um, voices being quieted, and and again, I'm hopeful that that we're we're reaching that low point and that we can start to bounce back. Um, and we're also in a time where political parties don't just, you know, travel across, across the country and, and, and have speeches in barns anymore. They're, they're doing things very divisively. They're muddying the waters. They're doing it on purpose. And the thing is we can talk about Canada proud. I mean, that that's obviously the situation that we have in front of us right now. That's the example we're dealing with, but they're, there is examples of this being happen, happening on both sides. The just the strategy and how they do it is is different. And this yeah. is very concerning to me. Um, and I almost I didn't want to believe it I, because I I kind of lean conservative and and I and I think we're at a point where we do need a change. But the the more I learn, the more bothered I am by that by the tactics. Right, like. And, and again, it, it is, it's all strategy. We're dealing in Alberta right now, we're dealing with a premier that spends the bulk of her time trying to find ways to upset us about things that are happening to us by the liberal government. Everything she does, her entire strategy right now is to just, okay, we're going to talk about this. Make you sad. Make you Liberals angry. bad. Yeah. Liberals bad. I'm going to save you. We're going to talk about this. Liberals bad. Their liberals are screwing you. That's her. That that that's all she does. And the and the thing is, they're not actually working at being productive. They're not working at doing things to benefit the people that put them in the freaking chair. It and it drives me insane. Instead, it's just all their energy is being directed at. Getting us angry, pissing us off, dividing the country, and 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 it's working. That that's the problem, Dean. Is it's it's working. And well, it works because you appeal it. to this. You appeal to the people's selfishness with the things that they're angry about, and that's, you do it on repeat. You just keep making people angry, and we've got an angry group of people in this country already. Charles and I were talking about it on the podcast last week. And the angry group of people that we have in this country, right, have a right to be angry. It is impossible to buy a house. It is impossible to buy fucking beef steak for people. It's impossible to get to work. People can't afford food bank and and free food usage. People have tried to access help for that. It's up 60% across the country. 60 usually goes up by like 1.2%, 3.7%. 10 years ago, they had a couple of thousand people a month going to the food bank. We're closing in on... Like it's upwards of thirty five thousand people a month in Edmonton alone. Just and these Edmonton. are people you know, by the way. So yeah. I get it. I get the anger. I'm angry. We all are. 
However, this isn't the way to go about healing a country. It's not the way to go about trying to no. figure things out is by the political institutions and, 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 and like partners of political parties suing private citizens for replying to tweets with a difference of opinion or insight. No, you can't offer that insight. This one's I, I, I'm I'm very curious to see wh- where you go with this because you know where I'm going to go. I, with? I, 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 All the way. I can't believe they did this. Like it's such a oh. dumb. To them, it isn't. They must have thought they they got some bad intel about you or something. Like, so part I, of I, me wonders. There's part of me wonders if they thought like I'd see that dollar amount and go, oh, I can't do this. I can't <laughs> talk about it. Like, of course I'm going to talk about it. Of course, I'm going to defend myself. Again. I know it bothered you. I know it. I, I like. Of course, it, it bothers me. It sucks having someone show up to your house with a lawsuit. Like, it's not fun, right? You answer the door. You're like, oh, maybe I'll get some, some neighbor with some cookies. It's like, here's your lawsuit. And I'm like, fuck. All right. So you look at it. You put it through its paces. Your initial reaction is like, what is this? And then you go through it, and you're like, can this be yeah. real? And then you you got to go and get legal advice. That costs money. Then you got to go find partners that can help you understand it. That costs money. It's not fun. No, but. It's stressful. It, it it's stressful. It is and it isn't. You know, it's it's stressful only if you don't have support. And I'll tell you what, I've been blown away, blown away by the money, the support in that GoFundMe account. I think we're half our way there to a twenty five thousand dollar ticket. Uh, I think we're at about twelve five, if I'm not mistaken, in like five days. You know, uh, I'm blown away by it. I'm blown away by people legitimately giving me their hard earned anything. Yeah. Because they believe in the same thing I believe in. I mean, that's the part of this that truly makes me grateful. You know, you go through this process, you want to hide from it, like anything, right? Any any legal issue, anything that frustrates you, anything you don't want to deal with. You Can I say this want quickly, to run away from it. But going, yeah, hang on. Let me going through this though, I've been just like overwhelmed with like real feelings. For, for people who have chosen to take time out of their day and money yeah. out of their bank account to support us, not because, you know, we're going to stick it to the man. I don't want to stick it to anybody. I just want the truth. And people want the same thing. So the fact they identify with that, I mean, it, it makes me emotional thinking about it, to be honest. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no, I just, I wanted to jump in there because I know, I know how the, the GoFundMe came about and, and I know that you kind of had to be talked into it. So yeah. just because there was people in your camp that were like, no, you need to do this because um, this will give you some legs to, to, to go the distance with it. And, and you'll be able to actually continue to, to, to fight. And I think it's a necessary fight. I do. I, not just because it's you and because I know that you're going to make this interesting and it's going to be entertaining to watch. But I think it's, um, I think it's interesting because I think it's going to start to highlight to a lot of people in this country the hypocrisy of this new landscape, this new media landscape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think people need to be aware and and they need to be a little bit more discerning about who they choose to listen to. And yeah. I, we we had a guy on today that that uh, that called because we had I I stuck my toes into the fifteen minute city conversation this morning. You jerk, begrudgingly. And the guy called up and he said, and this terrified me. And he said. I get all my news from you guys. And I, I immediately, my first response was God help you, Matt. Like what's wrong with you? 
But then I started to realize today, I've been thinking a lot about that conversation that I had with this guy. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? There are people that have gravitated to different forms of media to get information because they don't trust anybody anymore. And there's a reason why they don't trust anybody anymore because we're losing that sense of authenticity. We are right. Mm -hmm. We're losing our voices. It's, Mm -hmm. it's happening over and over again. And I don't know, man, we gotta, we definitely have to, I'm not, not put up with it. Playing, I shouldn't be playing a doctor on the radio. Okay. So I, I want to point out my own hypocrisies here. Right. But I think yeah, we but that's need a to- good fun. That's a good fun, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah. people got to stand up for themselves. You got to stand up for you do. And, and you I do. don't mean stand up for your ability to be an asshole. I mean, stand up for yourself. Stand up for the truth. Don't let people bully you. Don't let people tell you what you can and can't say. Unless, of course, you're saying something incredibly inappropriate and totally wrong. Then, you know, go ahead and bully that person. And but people have a to baseline step of up. Truth. Yeah. They have yeah. to step up and they have to support the people that are actually going out of their way to do things like this, to get information out there that might be like, I I'm shocked on a fairly regular basis that the things that we talk about are just completely ignored by every other form of traditional media in this country. Might have and something to do with me. There are countless examples of that. And I I think you've heard me say it out loud more than a couple of times. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about this? Because why are are, I'll tell you why you want to know why scared. scared. Why are they scared? Because of stuff like this. Mm -hmm. We're going to sue you. 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 We're going to sue you over and over and over again. Nothing scares an average human being like the threat of being tied up in a big legal proceeding over something, anything. However, I have some experience in that arena, so I ain't scared, as they say. I'm fearful of climate change and the impact it's having on the hops crops and the supply of beer down the road. You're going to be fine. That's what I'm worried about, if we're being honest, Dean. All right. And I might start a GoFundMe (laughs) to help stockpile beer. I'll donate to you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thanks for doing this, dude. It was great to see you today. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, if you are in Edmonton, we are continuing with the the speaking of the food bank. Um, it is a um, it's a charity that we a couple of times a year, if not more, go out of our way to try to support here in Edmonton, and we're doing that this week and did last week. If you drop off a food bank donation, cash, I don't care if you come down with a can of pork and beans, we'll get you into a draw for a pair of Metallica tickets. The weekend passes for the show in August here at Commonwealth in um, in the summer, in August. So you'll get to see the Friday night show and the Sunday night show. We're going to announce the winner 9 a.m. on Friday morning, so you've got lots of time to make it down to the radio station. We're live 6 a.m. to 10 Mountain Standard Time, and if we're on the air, come down and drop off a donation. Jimmy and I are manning the front desk after the show for four or five hours every day. So you can come down after the show as well. And then I know Pam is taking people Thank in after... You. Look at After, you, big, gruff, Mister. I drink twelve beers a day, Manning, Trying to get you're so nice. You're way nicer than you give yourself credit for. Hey, all listen, the all true. This nah, is yeah, a, you can this pretend is a you're a big tool. tough guy. This but is a you are a tool, nice so I'll man. use it for good. Got a boy, good. as you should. We all should. We got a responsibility right. here. Thanks Come by the radio this. station. Say hi. I'll take a picture with you. I know there's lots of people that listen to this podcast in Edmonton. Dude, so. save me one too. I want a picture with you. 
the okay. famous Lachlan Cross. Oh. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Do you buddy. want me to send you a Christmas card? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I really want a Christmas card this year. Freddie's just sending, like sending me his. Freddie, uh, you know, you know, Fearless Fred. I love Fearless yeah, Fred. He sent it every year. It's my favorite thing. He gives me a Christmas card. And it's always super fucked up. So this year, he said it's one of the greats, and I'm really excited. Oh, really? Christmas card really? too. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. actually really like our Christmas card this year. I should. T- I'll send you. A, I'll DM you what it is because we lost it a bet. You're All gonna right. love. No, don't put it out because we're okay. No, I'm I not won't. sending just, it to you then. Okay. Well, I'll wait. I just won't. All you had to wait. do is tell me not to put it out. This coming from someone who can't keep a secret to save his life. That's awesome. I don't trust you because I don't trust myself. Oh. <laughs> that's a meme. That's a that's a t-shirt. I don't trust you because I don't trust myself. That's the truth. <laughs> I know what it is. I'll All talk right. to you talk to you tomorrow. Hey, that's a good show today. I'm glad we got a fun. chance to talk about you being sued. Yeah, me too. It was a Maybe lot they're of fun. suing you because you're wearing a scarf. That's <laughs> probably what scarf. it is. You know, my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time for wearing it. Anyway, that's enough. Have a great day. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. I meant what I said. Your support uh, with this this weird, what I think is a weird lawsuit has been uh, tremendous. Overwhelming, if you will. I believe we have a responsibility to people. I believe that responsibility is to be a good character and do acts for the common good. I don't believe a lot of people in this country do that who call themselves third-party agents. I don't. Uh, we're here for you, not for us, uh, not for a client. We're here for the greater good. Um, I'm ashamed that this industry allows that to be called me, anything like that to be called media. It ain't. It ain't. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. You can find the GoFundMe link in the description of this podcast. I want to thank our friends and sponsors and partners, specifically uh, my friends at Muse on the Mic, new podcast out with Emily and Riley. It's a good one. They're celebrating the men this month. Also this month, it's Babelicious Bingo, 1290 Finch Avenue West. What I want you to do is go and download their podcast as well. Not only are they an incredible body rub massage parlor, but they are also wonderful ladies and advocates for the sex work industry. Muse on the Mic is an incredible podcast. Also, you can get it on Patreon, anywhere you get your fine podcasts. Learn about what it is that that industry does for people not what you think it is according to your morality i highly encourage you to go download it emily and riley wonderful people really proud to be partners with them also proud to be partners with our friends at cantor canada's number one uh, assembly tool expert making rugged hard-working beautiful torque wrenches canada's leading industrial tool experts giving you the very best in sales service rentals calibration maintenance Custom fabrication of industrial torque tools. No matter the scale of your bolting project, they have your solution in their new website at cantorque.com. You can see those solutions. You can spec it out in real time. You can get in touch with Colin and his incredible group who brought all the manufacturing back from overseas. They do everything in Canada proudly for Canadians by Canadians, but for heavy industry around the world. So if you're looking for a bolting solution, they have it. You don't have it. They do. If you want it, they'll make it. They'll take care of it. They'll fix it. They'll do all that stuff for you. Go to cantorque.com. Great new website. Do that today. And, of course, Ed's Fine Imports and his Gitch brought to you by Ed and his luxury branded underwear. Boxer briefs, pouch in the front, super breathable. You can't mess with these. You will love them. Make sure that you go there today, right? Ed's Fine Imports. Use promo code GITCH3. You'll get a free pair of underwear. Super simple. Fellas, they need to be on you. Ladies, yeah, I buy a couple of pairs for my. Yeah, sure did. She loves them too. It uh, doesn't matter who you are. You can fill out that package yourself. But go to Ed's Fine Imports. Gitch3 is your promo code. Do it today. Tell them I sent you. Tell them I said hi. But thank you very much for spending time with us. I always say this. You can get more shit. You can't get more time. So the fact you give it to us is super, super awesome. Very grateful for it. Have a great day. Don't forget to rate, subscribe anywhere you get us. 
any podcast host, Google, Apple, Spotify. Of course, uh, you can get us on YouTube, Cryer Media on YouTube, Dean Blundell Show on YouTube. You can also get us at Cryer.co again, Cryer.co. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Cundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.